Welcome to With You Every Step, the solo travel podcast that explores, explains, and hopefully inspires you to travel the world by yourself. I'm your host, Michelle Lee. Welcome to With You Every Step. This week, I am going to be doing a review on a tour that I did in Melbourne of something that we call the Victoria Market. I was lucky enough recently to go along to their foodie tour that they have. And so today I'm going to tell you all about it. It was really amazing. Spoiler alert! I loved it. I thought it was so good. I am dedicating a whole episode to talking about the Vic Market Tour. I originally wasn't going to. I was going to talk about it in snippets, but I loved it so much that I'm going to talk in depth about it. So it might inspire you and maybe you want to go and take this tour if you're ever in Melbourne. Booking process is really simple. You find it online. It's the Victoria Market. Just Google it. It'll come up straight away and you can go through the booking process. It was really easy. It gives you lots of information about what to wear. Make sure you're wearing comfortable shoes. Like any tour, you should always wear comfortable shoes. I kind of think that's a given, but a lot of people wear heels to things they shouldn't. Like if you've listened to my episode with Herlin, the guide from Peru that goes to Machu Picchu, he spoke about someone trying to do the Inca Trail hike in high heels. So maybe it's not a given. So comfortable shoes is a must. You are walking around, dress for the weather. If it's going to rain, it's Melbourne. You never know. We are known for having four seasons in one day and that's no joke. Like it literally happens where we will have a hot, well, actually here's an example. We had a five degree Celsius night the other night and then two nights later it didn't go below 27 Celsius. So if you're in Fahrenheit, Google that, figure out the difference. It's huge. So all night it didn't go below 27, but then two nights before that, it was so cold. So Melbourne, you just never know what you're going to get. So dress for the weather, always take a jacket, an umbrella. You never know if you're going to need it. They also send a reminder email the day before too, which I really liked. And it tells you where to meet, which I think a lot of tours, I always feel a bit nervous when I'm going to do a new tour and think, oh, where do I meet? What if I'm in the wrong spot? I don't know. I get a little bit anxious about that. I don't get anxious about many things, but I don't like being late and I don't like being in the wrong place or thinking that I'm in the wrong place. I felt that this really did explain in detail where to meet. But saying that, I still did feel like I was a little bit, <laughs> I think this was just me because other people look like they kind of knew where they were. But uh, yeah, I was like walking around like, is this the right place? I think it is. So it's just kind of on the side of the main entrance. You kind of walk around to the side. It explains it all in the email where you need to meet. So the tours run Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays, 11 a.m. all the days. But Saturday, they also have a 9 a.m. tour. The tour cost is $69 per person. Yeah, I think it might be a little bit expensive, but I really enjoyed it. And if I think it's your first time to Melbourne, I think you should spend that money and do it. It's a really good introduction into Melbourne's food culture, I believe. So I think it's something worth doing and I think $69 would be worth it. I did talk to some of the other people that attended the tour at the end and asked if they thought it was worth it. And every single person said yes. So I did the 11am tour 
and it says arrive 15 minutes before, so 10.45 a.m. So I did and Carmel was our guide. She is lovely. So she comes out with a big smile and a big personality and she brings out bags for everybody, which are your reusable bags. I love it. I use it all the time. It is such a good bag. It's big and strong and it carries, it can carry a lot of weight in it. So I actually use it all the time. I love it. It's a great bag. And who doesn't love a reusable bag? I've got millions of them and it's probably my favorite one that I use the most. So it came out with some napkins in it. It had a map for the market and it also had a $5 voucher for the market. So after the tour, I went back to my favorite shop that has a lot of gluten-free bread and I used it there, which I was really wrapped about. So our tour, we had 11 people in the group, two groups of two women from Melbourne, a family of four from Singapore, a lovely couple from the US. When we were walking around, I just got this vibe and I was like, hmm, you feel familiar to me. So I said, whereabouts in the US are you from? And sure enough, the guy was raised in Iowa. I knew it. I was like, Hawkeye fan. He's like, yep. I was like, yes. I was very excited. I'm a Hawkeye fan. So I got very excited. So we spoke a lot about Iowa and where he was born. And I've actually been to the town. And anyway, it was a lot of fun. So he was quite shocked that he'd met someone that's actually been to the town he was born in. We started the tour at the front and Carmel goes into the history of the market which is really quite nice to hear about. It's kind of a little bit of Victorian history and Australian history for Melbourne. So it's nice to hear that. And then we walk in to the meat hall. If you're a vegan, this is probably not a tour for you to do because you are going through meat and food sections where there are a lot of fish and meat and produce of animals. So probably not a good tour for a vegan But if you love all kinds of foods, this is the tour for you. I loved Carmel. She spoke so clearly and beautifully and loud enough for everybody to be able to hear. So she explains how the hall at nighttime becomes a big fridge, which I never knew. I was born and raised in Melbourne and I actually didn't know all of this history of the Vic market, which was really cool because I'm a history buff. So I know a lot about Victorian history but I didn't know much about the market. So it was apart from there's 9,000 dead bodies under the car park. (laughs) I know that. Yeah, I know the dark history of Melbourne. (laughs) So she doesn't talk about that at all. So don't expect to hear about the 9,000 dead bodies under the car park at the Vic Market from Carmel. She's not going to tell you about that. But she will tell you about how the whole area inside turns into a big fridge at night, which I thought was really, really cool. I really liked hearing about that. And then how they bring the meat in in the morning, well, kind of overnight, and then how it can sit on the big rack so it's nice and cold for the owners of the stores to come in in the morning and then cut them up and take them into the actual store and kind of about the the numbering system and the whole way it works. It's really interesting. She goes into full detail. Clearly, I'm not going to do that because I don't know it. But not only that, you've got to go and hear it for yourself. She talks about the store owners and how many generations they've been in the market for Oh, it's so nice hearing that when you hear about the generations of families that have worked in the same store. I don't know. There's something really nice about that. It makes me happy. She talks about where the produce is coming from and the things that the stores specialize in. 
which I really liked this. She would say something like, well, this store here for gluten-free, looking at me because I'm gluten-free, this store here has amazing gluten-free sausages. But if you're into offal, now this store over here is the store where you get amazing offal. Ugh, yuck, not my thing. But a lot of people like offal, so it's good to know what store is best to go to for certain things. Then we moved into the seafood section. I don't eat seafood at all. I can't handle the smell. So for me, this is the part that I like the least of the tour, but it's just because purely I'm sensitive to smell. And so we went in there and this is the first tasting that we had. So this tasting was of trout. Now I don't eat seafood, so I didn't eat this, but everybody else, they ate it and they all said it was delicious. I've taken images of every dish that we had, so I'm going to actually put them onto my Instagram page so you can go and check them out. And I might put them in a story maybe as well and and pin them so you can see that as well. Then we moved on to the delicatessen hall. Now, this is my favorite. I love going into this hall. This is the hall where all the deli stuff is. So where you get all of your olives and your cheeses and your breads. Not that I eat breads, but this is where it all is. Oh, it's my favorite part. The stores are beautiful and the windows are perfectly stylized with all their goods. We stopped at a bakery and I always go to this bakery anyway. They've got a lot of amazing gluten-free breads and some cakes. I often get the little raspberry muffin that they have. Or, oh, it's so good. It's got Andrew's Specialty Gourmet Breads. So if you are gluten-free, they have really good bread at this place. So we kind of walked around. We stopped at Coco Black as well, which is a chocolate store, and they have a jar of Christmas chocolates on the counter. This is not normally part of the tour, but the lady offered everyone a taste and spoke for a little bit about the store. They have some really cute Australian animal chocolates, which I think is a really cool gift if you're a tourist from another country and you want to give somebody like a little koala chocolate they're not cheap. They were about $18 for six chocolates, but I think it's a really nice gift. You know, if you're not looking at giving them the souvenir of a key ring or something, nice chocolate from Coco Black, these little animals that you'll eventually bite the head off are a nice little gift, I think. So then we went to another butcher shop and this is where they actually cooked up some kangaroo for us to taste. So kangaroo is eaten in Australia. So if you're not sure, yes, we do eat it. It's not common. It's not cheap. And it's really quite hard to cook. So it's a very lean meat. And that means that it's really easy to overcook it. And if you overcook it, it tastes terrible. But if it's cooked right, it is beautiful. So they did a whole bunch of tastings. I could eat these tastings. So I did sample some of the kangaroo. One bit I had was super chewy. So that little piece, unfortunately, must have been overcooked. But the other ones I had were perfect. That happens when you're cooking kind of mass for amount of people. And it was beautiful. I really liked that kangaroo. And it's nice for also, again, tourists to have a sample of kangaroo. If you go out for dinner, again, like I said before, it's not cheap. So if you're going to have a meal and have kangaroo and then if you don't like it, I don't know, that's always a risk. When you're in a different country and you want to try their 
dish, having it at a restaurant can be quite hard because it's either a big meal. I know same in Peru, they had guinea pig and they wanted us to try it. But the only way you could try it is if you got the whole guinea pig. And I was like, I don't want to get a whole guinea pig. What if I don't like it? No, I'm not going to waste that food. So I chose not to do that. But I'm not really adventurous with tasting weird things, to be honest. So kangaroo is kind of getting out there for me. But I I did and I tried it and I have eaten it before and it's nice. But again, like I said, it is good if you're traveling and you want to have a sample. This is something you should do. We hear a bit more about all of the store owners and their stories and Carmel talks to everybody. She's very well known in the market and it's quite nice to see. It's got a nice family feel about it. And so everyone's giving her a wave and saying hi, everybody. It's quite lovely. So she's been actually doing the tours for 16 years. So she's like family to a lot of them. So they do enjoy seeing her and they're quite used to seeing her face around. Then we had a cheese tasting platter, which I was pretty happy about. There was three different types of cheeses and they also had some olives and some sun-dried tomatoes and some dolmades. Dolmades are a Greek food. It's, it's rice wrapped in vine leaves. I love them. My mum is Greek, so I've grown up with dolmades and I love them. So I was pretty excited to be able to eat one of those because I could and the cheese I could eat. It was yum. Some of my favorite things along with the olives. So that was good. And that's where she kind of got us onto a table and set us all down. And we all got to kind of have a nice pick and sit down and really enjoy those foods. That was nice. She also got me some gluten-free crackers, which was really lovely of her. I was telling her not to worry about it. And she's like, no, 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 no. And so she went and made sure she sourced out some gluten-free crackers for me. So that was nice. So I got to dip into some of the dips that they had as well. If there is anything that I would say needed to be improved on, which is the slightest thing, and this is not for all people, but because I do have celiac, so I can't eat gluten, for me, I'm not the ideal person to go on a foodie tour, but... I feel like Carmel could have probably asked a little bit more or known a little bit more about food allergies, but it's not a big deal. Like it was still fine. I mean, she made sure she got me the crackers, but at every place we went to, I had to ask if it was gluten-free or not, where I feel like maybe she should have asked and known that already. And for me, I'm quite used to taking the control and the lead with that and doing that but it was really nice. And I only really kind of twigged onto it when she did go and get me the crackers. And then I thought, oh, actually, yeah, I have kind of been leading on this where maybe as the tour guide, she should have been leading on that. But that's my only criticism. It's like I said, it's not a big deal. And for most people that eat anything, which would be the majority of the people that would go on a foodie tour, then there wouldn't be any issues like that. Then we went to another store, which has tea, drinking tea. And we had some tea, which was nice and refreshing after having all of the cheese and the olives and the dips. So that was nice to be able to have a little bit of tea. And that's a really good place to get nice tea and herbs and spices. So then we went to another place and had another tasting. But this tasting I was not brave enough for. Most of the other people did taste these items, but not everybody So what they had was chicken liver pate, 
rabbit roulade, roulade, roulade. I'm not sure how to say that. And gherkins and some pork thing that kind of looked a bit like spam. I don't know. I had a gherkin. That's what I tried. I didn't try the rest of the stuff. But other people liked it. And again, they tasted it and said they were really happy. Then we went on to the next place for another tasting. Now, this tasting made me happy. This was a little bit of wine. So we went and had a little bit of wine tasting from one of the stores. So we got a taste of rosé. And then I think there was another one as well that you could taste. So it was Swords Wines and they do free tastings all the time. So if you ever want to go and try their wines out, you're welcome to. You can just go. You don't need to be on the tour to be able to taste from there. And they will give you a sample of what they think is the right thing that you can be tasting. And then maybe you can purchase if you choose to, if you like the wine. And I like the rosé. That was really yummy. I was tempted to buy it, but I was being well behaved that day. So then we had a tasting of fruit and veg. So we went out into the fruit and veg section and Carmel talked about the produce and where it's from and the history of the families. This tasting was tomato, strawberries, nectarine and peach. So it sounds like an odd combination, right? I thought that too. I loved the strawberry and the nectarine and the peach. But then having tomato in there, it was a bit odd. Anyway, they all taste good. But yeah, it was a bit, the tomato was odd. But I understand why it was in there because tomatoes are tasty and it's nice to taste them. But with the fruit, it was a bit weird. Carmel spoke about the organic and the strict guidelines that we have in Australia. And so I think that was a really good thing for people, especially tourists, to learn the standard our produce has to be produced at and the rules and regulations we have. I think that's really good for everybody to understand that and then understand why our quality is so good. And we are known for that, especially in Melbourne. Our food and wine and drinking coffee is a really big part of the Melbourne culture. And so we do have a high standard here. So the tour was then coming to an end and it goes for quite a long time. It definitely went for at least over two hours. So it finished around 1.20. It's promoted to go for two hours and I think it went a little bit over, which is fine. I mean... No one complains when it goes over, right? It's only when it goes under and you're not satisfied. So the best way to end a food tour of the Vic Market in Melbourne is by having donuts from the famous donut stand. They are well known for these beautiful donuts. I can't eat them, but I drooled looking at everybody else eating them and smelling them. Oh, they smell so delicious. I just took in the smell of them. But yes, everyone gets a donut at the end. It's a beautiful way to finish. I'm sure everyone felt quite full. I didn't because there was things I couldn't eat. But if I had that donut, I probably would have been so satisfied. Oh, and you don't have to line up. Carmel just goes around. They know that she's coming. They have it all prepared for her. They give her the donut. That's the end of the tour. So she wraps it up. I would give this tour a five out of five. You learn a lot about the history of the market, the storeholders, and Melbourne's food culture. I think it's a great introduction to Melbourne. So I would recommend doing this tour when you first arrive to get a really good feel for Melbourne's food culture. Carmel was bright, passionate, spoke well. She was really entertaining and quite the perfect guide. So if you're lucky enough to get Carmel, which I think that I'm not sure if she does all of the tours, don't hold me to that. But if you're lucky enough to get Carmel like I was, I think you'll be really happy. So if you're planning to come to Melbourne 
and you're looking for something to do, I would highly recommend doing this tour. Even locals, I know a lot of people have spoken to me about it since I've done it that are locals and said, oh, I've heard about that. I mean, the reviews online are phenomenal and they're phenomenal for a reason. It's a good product. Get some friends together, go along and have a foodie time. Thank you for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I've got some really awesome guests coming up for you very soon. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out. And I will speak to you soon. Happy travels. Thanks for listening to With You Every Step, hosted by Michelle Lee. We do hope you enjoyed listening. And if you did, make sure you tell everybody. If you didn't, nobody likes a Debbie Downer. Please subscribe to get up to date with our latest releases and give us a thumbs up on our social media at With You Every Step. We love to hear from you. If you have any questions or inquiries, head to the Contact Us page at our website, michellelee.com. That's also where you'll find all our blogs mentioned in the podcast. We love to hear from you and if we have inspired you to travel. Thanks for listening. Love life and adventure on.